Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, one of the greatest communities of educators around. Seriously, folks, head on over to emc2learning.com. There is so much there and so many wonderful, wonderful people. This is episode three of season seven, and we are talking, I put it in the title, the most impactful question asked at a PD to me. And this, this is going to probably be a short episode because it's a single question, but I, do, I want to break it down. I want to give some credit to the, to the speaker. And I think many of you know the speaker and I, I want to process that and break it down a little bit. And hopefully it inspires you to create some change in your classroom. Because uh, it is definitely playful and joyous in terms of the outcomes that have happened since that question. But before we do any of that, just some announcements, right? You guys can use the well played podcast hashtag. Love it if you sort of join in the discussion, share out your ideas and thoughts. And if you could tag me at Mr. Matera on Twitter and at Mr. Matera EDU on Instagram, absolutely love hearing from you. Another thing that I want to sort of put out in the announcements is John and I are traveling around a little bit in the upcoming month, uh, FETC, UDL conference, those are things for John. I have IdeaCon down in Illinois, super excited about getting the message of a playful classroom out there in the world and doing the good work with all of you and the people at EMC2 Learning. So definitely uh, excited about those announcements. All right. On to today's episode, all about this most impactful question asked of me at a PD. This one happened, wow, I don't know, I'm going to say six, eight, maybe nine years ago. Don't quote me on that one, but uh I was at a national history conference, and I'm a history teacher, for those of you that don't know. I teach sixth grade world history. Love it. i uh, got some great kids this year. I'm teaching my daughter. That's crazy and awesome. And this was at the national history conference, and from a fellow history teacher, don't know if you guys know this, but... Uh, I saw Dave Burgess present, and this was before his book, Teach Like a Pirate, wasn't out. And Dave was just working it, you know? Dave was going to conferences and conferences and conferences, and he's a history teacher, went to this conference. He's in a room, you know, not a big ballroom or anything. He could, you know, could fit maybe 50 people in there in seats, and he's a great dynamic speaker, of course, even back then. And he fills, fills the room up. I mean, right, you got the 50 people in seats, you got the like 20 people on that back wall, you got like 12 people even in kind of the aisle as it goes down, you got like two or three people mushroomed at the door, Uh, I was lucky I got a seat, and um, I don't know anything about this guy, right, like (laughs) he's not known or anything like that, and he puts on the Dave Burgess like show, man, it was awesome, Uh, captivating speaker, dynamic exciting intoxicating right he he is as much a like he's a tony robbins for teachers 
right? Like he wasn't necessarily giving me lessons in my class in this history situation, right? He's not telling me the project I should run. He's telling me the person I should become and the person I should serve in my classroom. And it was really neat. And I remember him doing like the magic tricks and that was so cool to see the Benedict Arnold card pop out and I was captivated. And this is where Dave Burgess kind of puts in his presentation. It also lands in his book. And if you haven't read his book, definitely check out Teach Like a Pirate. Um, He puts this sort of question, do you have any lessons that you could sell tickets to? That simple question, I'm telling you, is probably goes down as the most impactful question I've ever been asked at a PD. All the bells and whistles aside, that one hit me, and it hit me hard. Uh, at the time, I mean, nine years ago, I was doing all sorts of things, and I, I kind of answered, yeah, like I, I do, right? But, but when you unpacked that question, you have to kind of ask yourself, like, could I have more? Because that's what he was asking, right? And it's cool. He tees it up. Like, he's not saying it has to be 25 bucks on Ticketmaster. He, I mean, he's saying anything. Would a kid pay a quarter to come to, pl- to come be in that class for a lesson? And <laughs> there's a lot of lessons I'd say no, right? It's just a net normal lesson. And uh, you kind of puff your chest out there and you're kind of excited by the two, three, four, five, ten, whatever it is. Lessons that you would say like, yeah, oh man, my Greek Olympic unit, man, they would they would pay to do that whole unit, you know. And that's three weeks. So I got like three weeks of sellable lessons. And then I have that simulation. They would pay for that, right? And oh, like that debate class, oh, that that one lesson about Athens versus Sparta, like that, they would pay to do that, right? And you kind of break it down and you're kind of excited. And like I said, you puff that chest out. You're all proud of what you did. However, <laughs> I say this to say you soon after unpack like, what about all the other days? And so you kind of challenge yourself, man, I should probably make some more. And you could be of two minds of it. You could say like, oh my gosh, this would mean I got to like be in the back like an accountant hunched over and just work and work and work and work tirelessly to make every lesson great. That's not what he's saying. He's just asking you, do you have some lessons that you could sell tickets to? And in that question, why you unpack it, you challenge yourself. Well, you're proud proud for a moment. Like, yep, I got the Greek unit. I got the debate. I got the this, that, and the other. And then the next wave of unpacking it, for me at least, was where else could I put one? And it wasn't an overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, he's saying every lesson has to be this Benedict Arnold magic trick that he did, or I don't have to be as captivating as him. That's not what he was saying. He's saying, do you have any lessons? And in that, for me, when I unpacked it, it was kind of like, and where else could you put some? And then the third wave, after you do one or two more activities, the third wave is a little bit of a, another puff your chest out moment. Like, hey, he's not saying I need to make every lesson that way. He's just saying, do you have lessons you could sell tickets to? And the bigger that answer, the better for me. So to me, maybe I added two that year. Maybe I added three that year. But it's money in the bank. I spent time on those lessons. I 
crafted it so perfectly that I don't mind pulling it out a year later, two years later, three years later, four years later, because I took that time to make that lesson epic, awesome, and great. And maybe I did two of those. Money in the bank. Next year, I do three more. Now I have five more lessons on top of the Greek unit and the debate and the simulation. You know, next year I do three more. Wow, man, like now I'm at like 20 some units or 20 some lessons. Now I'm at 30 some lessons. You see how this like can snowball. And man, was I not really instructed on that in my teacher education training program that this money in the bank, this intellectual compound interest that you can create in your class by building systems and lessons that are worth repeating, that are worth remembering, that are, even by student definition, worth buying tickets for. It changes everything when you think of it that way. And and for me, it wasn't overwhelming. And the fourth and sort of final phase that I unpacked in this question, right, we, we we had the pride moment. We had the, he's not asking me to make a million of them. He had the compound interest. Then the last one was sort of, and maybe it wasn't in this order. I don't know. Maybe I'd move them around. But the next one was, what do they have in common? Like, what is what is that? Like, you're starting to almost develop your own recipe, your own secret sauce of what makes teaching great in your classroom. And truly, I want you to hear those words, what makes teaching so wonderful, so fantastic, and so unique in your classroom? What are the the jokes or the attitudes or the rules or the you know instruction that you put out that is you? And it isn't me, and it isn't Dave Burgess's book. It's you. What is it about those lessons that you'd sell tickets to that you do, that you've come up with, that are so worth it? Because I think you'll start to find a commonality, a common denominator, a uh, a, a molecule, right? If, if it was chemistry, there is going to be a shared molecule in all of those. And you start to see like, wow, when this one bonds with that one, something happens. Chemistry happens. A magic happens. A moment happens between you, the student, and the content. And that bond is awesome and replicable. And I think that's what led from that powerful question and powerful like session led to a snowball effect for me, making a few more lessons, making a few more lessons, all of a sudden putting out some blog posts, being on Twitter, sharing some of these ideas to presenting at conferences, right? This is all before my book. And then my book, right? Then Dave Burgess actually came to me and said like, I want to publish your book. I didn't I didn't even ask him. I didn't seek him out. He sought me out and said, I want to publish your book. And I was like, I don't have a book. And he's like, you need to write it. You need to encapsulate this. And that is what comes, that's where Explore Like a Pirate comes into. This, this how we can use powerful game design in our class to elevate students and connect with students and build better relationships and ultimately better outcomes. And man, what a transformative one question that has changed the entire course of my life. Uh, I don't know if Dave Burgess is ever going to hear this, but I'm internally indebted to you and Shelly for believing in me, putting in the work and time to help shepherd me to become an author. That was never on my trajectory. 
Uh, and now it is. And then now, now that's led to another project with you guys with, uh, fully engaged and hopefully more projects in the future. But you have shaped so many teachers. You have shaped so many lessons in my classroom by that single question, like a drop in a educational pond, the ripples, that one question made for me and thus impacting all the students that I directly serve and then all the work that from EMC2 to Explore Like a Pirate to Twitter chats and whatnot, that's more ripples. Like, holy cow, more students are being impacted by your single question. And I think that's just something that we should all sort of think about that Change can happen in any moment. Change can happen in any place. It's you got to be kind of open to it. You got to unpack it a little bit. But there's a moment that could happen anywhere, any day, anytime, and be open to it and lean into it. And uh, I want to thank him. I want to thank Shelly. I want to thank all of you for listening. This has been uh, a joy to be part of the EMC2 community, part of the well-played community, part of the Hive Summit community, part of the uh, YouTube community. I mean, like there's so many communities that we all share and we all connect on. And I just thank you all for being part of those communities with me. I hope to catch you on some EMC2 events. Love to see you. All right, everybody. Take care and play on.